What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right, you've made it here on Monday. It's time to kick off this fucking shitty fucking day <laughs> in style with your best friends, Patrick and Alex. How you doing? I feel like a jingle should happen right now. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'll edit it in. But uh, So today, we're going to be doing some talking about a bunch of things. We're going to do our horror shots. Our news, our hellos, and we're even going to do something we haven't done in quite a while. We've been like two episodes. It's been a while, dude. It's been a while. We're doing Grave Plots, everybody, so we don't even know what the fucking name of the title of this fucking episode, part one, is going to be. So once we pull the name, that is literally going to be the title. Let's hope (laughs) that we pick a good name, for Christ's sake. Hopefully it's not one of mine. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, yeah, let's let's not do that one, Patrick. Yeah, that one, throw that in the garbage. I'm just kidding, sorry. <laughs> That's horrible. So we're back on Monday. Hope you guys have started off well. Uh, we're definitely going to be bringing you another episode on Thursday for our Thursday edition. Anyway, guys, I hope you guys have had a great day thus far. If you're at work, tell your boss to go fuck himself. And then walk out the door and buy a BTV shirt. No, I'm kidding. We don't even have shirts. <laughs> One day, one day. We got the logo. Yeah, we got the logo. We're working on something eventually. And we might do like a Teespring. So if you guys are interested in that, I know we mentioned it before, and some of you guys were really interested, which just warms the fuck out of our fucking cold-ass black hearts, you know, that have been rotting in our chests. Kind of warms my genitals. (laughs) Not so much my heart. Oh, maybe they won't buy shirts, you know? Patrick will wipe his... It's like this, you know, if you want it, like those porn stars that like wipe their gen, you know, like uh, right on like, their panties and they sell them. Like we'll do that for BTV. We'll wipe our balls. I know you guys read into that. I got some boxers I can get rid of. <laughs> Jesus, this is the train has crashed. <laughs> we have we have hit another train oncoming. <laughs> it's not a near miss. We <laughs> fucked it up. We're crashed. Anyway. Abort. <laughs> what have you been up to, man? Playing a lot of Jason. Yeah? Chasing well, when Jason? I can, anyways, you know. It's Ch- kind of... What? You chasing Jason? Chasing Jason. <laughs> you know, I found out it, sometimes it's just a lot funner to be a counselor than it is to be Jason. I, I'm a little bit of both. I like, yeah, I like, I like both. I'm a little bit both, too, but sometimes you get... I mean, you there's know, a little bit of an ego, like, gasm right. when you're like Jason, because it's like... Although, I've had a few times recently... Where it's like I've killed two of the seven counselors, 
And I just feel like throwing the controller at the television or <laughs> like punching my monitor because I'm like, you pieces of shit, you it little rats. It happened to me, dude. It happened to me because everybody's getting better and they're getting that, better That's perks. exactly what it is, dude. Like I was doing good. And when nobody knew what the fuck they were doing, like I'm a fast learner. Right. But I'm not a really good player. So I'm just catching all the dumb ones, apparently. <laughs> I'm the same way, dude. Like I just found out like what... Three, two days ago, so he can put bear traps down. You didn't even know that? I didn't even know that. Jesus Christ. Well, anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying the game, too. But what else are you going to do? Come on, Pat. Uh, I got a new job. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be starting that up pretty soon here. Fucking uh. hours are going to kill me, I'm sure. He's going to be enjoying the hot Arizona sun. Yes. Ah. From five to two. Yeah, every nothing day. like that inescapable bake oven feel. For sure. <laughs> uh,. Well, congrats, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. What about you, man? What you been up to? I would say a lot of cool things, but it really isn't, like, right. at all. Like, <laughs> Well, you know, I've been building aircraft. Uh, I did put up a house the other day. That was pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I played a great show in front of thousands of people. Uh, <laughs> none of that happened. Uh, I had a dream about all that, though. Did you? <laughs> like you built the house? No, not really. Like, nothing that cool. It's probably like I'm just sitting in a chair watching a wall. It's like real life. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I mean, we've... Oh, Christina's sick, so I'm fucking petrified right now. Like, right. I was like, don't touch me. Do not touch me. Did you get the quarantine like, tent? And she's kind of offended by it. Like, I don't mean to be, like... No, you got a weak immune system. Dude, you get sick, dude. You're you're down for. Well, a it's not even that. I have. Uh, I think I just have like bad uh, allergies and stuff. Like I don't know what it is, but I have been sick twice this year. Out of the six months that we've been in this fucking year, I've right. literally had one month off of not being sick. I'm fucking <laughs> sick of being fucking sick, and I just was like, "Don't touch me." But I know. I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get all cuddly cozy with my puppet dog. And then she's going to drool her fucking AIDS all over his neck and back. And I'm going to hug him. And some of that AIDS is going to get in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to be fucking sick. And I'm going to be talking to you, trying to sing. I'm, I've got fucking songs to write, man. I know, dude. I've got songs to write with my buddy. And, like, we're all amped up because we finished that one track. And he's like, we're coming up. I'm finishing up, like, three songs. Christina's sick. I'm like, fuck my life. Like, right. God damn it. I love you, you whore. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel bad because I was like, don't touch me. She sat down like on the on the yeah, on she the, was trying to get cute on the couch, yeah, like yeah, yeah. on the corner, and she was like, hey. And I was like, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, could and you breathe the other was, way too yeah she was so not cool with that <laughs> yeah she, she gave you the stink eye but she it. knows i had to explain it to her like four times today i was like baby I, I get sick for like two months at a time like this is a horrible record right if i'm sick for like eight months out of the fucking year there's something i mean i'm probably yeah i'm obviously not in the best of shape and i probably eat like a fucking four-year-old you know, with fucking chicken nuggets and you know, stupid you shit. You sour straws. Hey, I'm eating better now. I'm I'm doing better now. Like we're trying to get ourselves on track. Um, right. But I don't know, man. I'm scared. You're I gonna get you. sick now too. You're gonna die. Ugh. You know. You're gonna be in hell out surveying. Right. No. <laughs> in hell. For sure. I gotta cut my hair, dog. I'm not ready for it, but uh, yeah. Stop my wife's looking dude. forward to it. Stop being a hippie. Yeah. 
<laughs> Maybe. It's like that thing. What does the Patton Oswalt say every time you eat a steak? Hippies. He uh, looks like Jesus. <laughs> I am Jesus. He's like you? holding fish. <laughs> <laughs> I've got fish for everybody. Sorry. I think it might be that time, Pat. Oh shit. Horse shots. All right, guys, so we've spent seven hours trying to figure out what we're going to call this. And I'm not even sure if I'm saying this properly, but we're calling it Vendetta del Colpo. Del Colpo. Is that like in relation to like El Chapo? It's Italian for Revenge of the Shot. Oh, it kind of sounded Spanish. Vendetta del Colpo. (laughs) Gotta add like stereotypicals. This is probably the first podcast we've done where we haven't had a lick of fucking uh, our special sauce there. Oh yeah, we haven't been doing that, huh? That's probably what's been missing, huh? Yeah, dude. Well, what we've decided to do, we put a few ingredients in this and it's essentially... A fucking zombie drink. Yeah. Couple, but a couple of fingers of rum in there. Yeah, it's BTV style. So we, we essentially put in a mixing cup to mix it up. Uh, Captain Morgan Original Spiced Rum. Captain Morgan Cannon Blast. Bacardi Gold. Because you got to have the gold. The gold always has this weirder tinge to it. And then, last but not least, good old Malibu rum. I hate Malibu rum. Yeah, well, it sweetens it up. It does, but like drinking it straight is like drinking suntan lotion or something. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is, huh? It is. That's all I think about. <laughs> um, I think it's just because of the bottle. That too. It's, it's like, that too, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just reminds you of like a lotion bottle or something. Also, guys, you're going to want to put in... So basically what we did is we put about a half a shot of each of these in this. Then we mix it all together with some pineapple juice and some grenadine. You just want to put a little bit of grenadine, maybe like two teaspoons or something like that in there. And then you want to pour like a full can of the uh, small cans of pineapple juice. Now, we've essentially got like four shots in here, so we had to water it down a little. So we're going to take two of these because you'll be here all night. (laughs) You fucker. You fucker. We gotta say the name of the shot. Give me a rundown one more time. What is it? Vendetta del Copa. Copo. 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 It's more masculine, I think, when you do O, or more singular. No, it means uh, personal, like self, like yo is I. Okay. In Spanish, so O is symbolizes. It's not a gender. It's just. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So Vendetta del Vendetta Copo. delicious it's fucking delicious and not too bad i'm telling you man we're doing another one round two there you go vendetta del colpo wait we still thinking about you buddy you're up there (laughs) you're down there wherever you are buddy (laughs) bill Bill paxton Paxton. all right cheers i really miss him man (laughs) yeah you're freaking me out a little bit (laughs) <laughs> Wherever you are, Bill. I really fucking miss him, man. I miss him, man. No, yeah, I definitely. No disrespect. But that was our Vendetta del Copo. Hope you enjoyed that. If you'd like to find out the ingredients, follow along, drink, color in a book. 
Whatever you like, go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots now. But that's it for horror shots. Fuck, dude. I thought that it went down tasty. Oh, fuck, dude. My stomach. I think something's coming up. What the fuck is it? It's the fucking news. Here is the fucking news. All right, guys, so we got some uh, information, some things that have happened. One thing that we forgot to mention in our fucking stupid, drunken state. Were you talking about the trailer? No, yeah, the trailer for the Neil Blomkamp's Oat Studios right. Volume 1 is going to be released into the wild. Ooh. They just put the trailer out, though, and I really kind of like it. It's a li- You can tell it's like a low-budget thing. It definitely got some really... Fucking awesome shots in there. Yeah, there's some really cool, like, what the fuck is that kind right. of moments. Like, if I were to go down and break it down, I bet you I could go in there and find, like, weird shit that I didn't see. Right. Because there's a lot of stuff. Essentially, guys, if you haven't heard about this, Neil Blomkamp, who is the guy who directed... District 9. And what else did he Elysium. Do? Elysium. Yeah. Uh, he basically is doing these shorts. Part of the reason that he started doing these shorts is so that he could kind of get a feel for what people like, come up with all these ideas, kind of like we do with grave plots, and just throw out some shorts, and like if anything sticks to the wall, he picks it up and turns it into a feature film. That's essentially what he's trying to do, which I think is awesome. Right. I, I just love shorts because it gets the idea across, and it makes you want more a little bit. I believe Bloody Disgusting does that world of horror I have not yet caught up on all those. And there's like 60 shorts. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I think they just came out with a new one the I think other they day do too. one on Monday and Thursday. Yeah. So I need to catch those up. What do you guys think? Have you seen those from Bloody Disgusting? I have not, but I'm going to start checking yeah, them out Yeah, I kind of feel like I have like a lot of YouTube channels that I follow, and I have a lot of content to watch, but I always feel like there's I could just watch one short for 10 minutes and it would be okay. You know what I mean? So maybe maybe I should just, uh, we should all do this together. <laughs> huh? You think we could do that together, Patrick? Let's hold hands. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm really super excited for it. If you guys haven't heard of it, you're going to be able to get it on YouTube, and you're also going to be able to get it for free on Steam. So both champ- both YouTube and Steam are going to have it. Now, he said the, hopes it- the hope is, I'm going to put this first one out for free. People like it. They'll be willing to pay for volume two which is totally cool with me. Hopefully it does well enough that people can collect it and actually buy a a copy of it. By the way, on the side, Patrick and I are drinking, after we just did like three shots, uh, I'm drinking a tall stein of Guinness, which goes wonderfully with rum, by the way. And Patrick is drinking Miller Lite. Trying to watch my weight, you know? Oh, yeah, that's going to help. Yeah. Yeah, look at me. I've worked it out. (laughs) Anyway, so that's it for that part. But uh, there is some other really interesting news that has surfaced and hit the streets. Some actually pretty cool stuff. Like, if you guys have been hearing about the Suspiria remake that's going to be coming out, you know, I hate to, you know, support (laughs) that kind of shit, but I'm kind of starting to... Get a little curious. Yeah. Although Tom York has actually, who is from Radiohead, guys, by the way, he's been picked to do the music for the movie. 
And he says it's so different from the original source material. And he wasn't even a fan of Suspiria to begin with. So he's kind of like out of his element. He he said that what he's trying to do is he's been watching a lot of Blade Runner for Vangelis. Uh, the, the guy that did the music for Blade Runner, he's been channeling him. Tom York is the type of person that cannot read music, much like myself. I just hear it and make it. Yeah, Marilyn Manson's the same way, but he came up with, like, four badass tracks for Resident Evil. Right, but when you're trying to orchestrate music like you would for something like Goblin... Right. You have to kind of know your shit a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... It's well, hard. You can't right. just tell, like, hey, violins, this note. Like, ah, ah... Like, it just doesn't work that way. You gotta have somebody that knows the notes and can sit down with you... We're not that kind of learned musicians, and I can understand because he's just an ear guy. Like, he hears it, he knows what he likes, and he puts it together. So he's struggling a little bit with it. He says it's terrifying. He's never done a music score before, and if he's using Blade Runner as a bass, I think it might turn out... I mean, it's not going to be Blade Runner, I'll tell you that. He's never done score music, but it could be good. Yeah. On side note, by the way, I'm how stoked are you about the new soundtrack? How it's just the original soundtrack remix. for Blade Runner? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, I, that was the right choice all the way around. Oh, I don't care I'm what stoked, anybody dude. Says. It sounds amazing, <laughs> dude. It should. It's the original soundtrack. They just, you know, made Beefed it a little it bit up. more modern. They're like, "Fuck you, Vangelis. <laughs> Fuck your shit. This is better. You're supporting that kind of behavior, Patrick." Just hey, kidding. you can. I, I'm all just shit over fucking. Perfection. I love remixes. Okay, I love remixes. Uh, not a lot of people do, man. The only people that tend to like remixes are DJs. I used to be one. <laughs> so really, maybe, yeah. So maybe that's... on Second Life or yeah, you know. Well, I'm just curious. Like where? Like me and my friend Dakota used to do house parties all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just giving you shit, man, because I was like, "What?" In my head, I was like, "School snacks." Well, I mean, it was basically just hardcore and happy hardcore. Oh yeah, that all sounds the same. Well, yeah, I'm just kidding. Sorry, I'm sure yeah, you're not far off. One of those happy hardcore kids is like carving into his arm. Half. He's like happy. <laughs> like Slayer. Uh, I, apparently, they don't call it happy hardcore anymore. They've, they've changed the title for new it. tech. Something. So I can't even remember the name for it right now. Jovial's Tech. <laughs> but Happy Hardcore was no. not giving them fans at I've all. never been into Happy Hardcore, so you'll have to excuse me. It's okay. But anyway, back to the fucking topic. The new Suspiria movie is coming out. Tom York is trying to get it together. I'm kind of a Radiohead fan. Um, I like a lot of different styles of music. I've listened to some of the most extreme metal, grindcore, hardcore, punk, fucking everything. But I also have an appreciation for the softer stuff, too. Which, as a kid growing up, I always felt like I was an imposter. Like a poser. Right. But I realized that I just had a wider appreciation for music than most people did. Right. So I was able to get into stuff that not everybody else was because right. it wasn't the norm. Exactly. Like but I used to get shit for like listening to Portishead. It's like how can... most people I think are pretty open to a lot of different styles of music these days. Oh, these days, yeah. Because there's just so much. Like, you have to appreciate some of it, but I don't know. It's just like a mood thing. Just like when we watch different types of movies. It's right. like, it's, it's a all, mood thing. Right. Whatever you're in the mood for, it's like, I want to cry like a bitch. 
Like I'm I'm gonna go watch Up because Up is gonna make me cry like a little baby. <laughs> New Pixar movie coming out called Coco. By the way, it's got like a dark theme to it. By the way, did yeah. Up really make you cry though? I don't know if it made me cry, but man, I felt like a child again. Yeah, it really did. You know, because it's like everybody deals with growing old, right? You know what I mean? And that that movie just—I don't know what it is, man. It's like magic baby cry. It, it's okay, but you know, like I feel you because like Weeping. Toy Story, Toy Story three, I think it was made me tear really? up a Are little bit. Are we going bit. this far? I'm just saying Are they were really? holding hands in a furnace. <laughs> They're about to die. <laughs> I don't know, man. Fuck them. They're toys. <laughs> I was like clapping. They're real. I know where you were crying in the corner. I was clapping. I was like, yeah, fuck those toys. No, I'm not. I didn't mean anything like that. <laughs> I'm just getting a little drunk. <laughs> Anyways, in other news, the Babadook has become an LGBT icon, which is kind of the internet in a nutshell. Essentially, what happened was Netflix put up a fucking, put the Babadook in to the LGBT section of their Netflix and the entire community like picked it and was like, hell yeah. It was kind of like some people were making jokes about it. Some of them were embracing it, but in a way it's kind of like bringing everybody together. So I thought it was kind of cool. Like I'm like all for it. Like it's like one of those accidental internet things that just turn into a positive thing somehow. But yeah, Netflix fucked up, put it in the LGBTQ or you know, section of their movies, and then everybody watched it that hadn't watched it, and it's now become some sort of icon. And there uh. has been an entire, like, every internet voice has spoken about this. And I thought it was kind of interesting that, that this movie that wasn't, like, a huge success or anything, I mean, it was moderately successful, is now getting that kind of recognition three years later. So it's it interesting. It happens, though. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool, actually. Right. Baba Duke. Dude, that kid in that movie, though, was kind of annoying. You think? I think so. I mean, I think they definitely wanted you to make him, like, in your mind, like, almost feel like you should be upset with the kid, you know what I mean? Or if you want to go real dark, like, punch it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, not that I should, you know, don't punch kids, people. Don't be fucking stupid here. I'm just a fucking wannabe comedian, all right? <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. I don't know. I'm supportive of it. Yeah. Like, if it brings happiness around, then fuck yeah. I'm all for it. In other news, the Amityville Awakening has been pushed back. Oh, you don't say. For the fourth time. Yay. So, as reported by Tom Holland Terror Time, Tom Holland's Terror Time, excuse me. We brought this up, like, ten episodes dude, ago. Dude, dude, I was like, is, hasn't it already been out? Like, I totally... Yeah, and I fucking love that kid. I can't remember his name. Oh, I don't know. Originally, the film was supposed to be released on April 15th, 2016, so last year. Then it was pushed back to January 9th of this year. Then it was pushed again to April 1st. Joke's on you. Right. And then the last release date, which was set for June 30th. So I don't know what the fuck, but this I feel like this movie is going to be a pile of shit. Like, why? I really hope it's not, because, like I said, I re really respect that actor. I think he's good. I liked him in Shameless. I think he hits on many different levels. He was also in Gotham. I it, can't it, remember his I don't name, think but... it has anything to do with the actors or anything. I think it's what it is, is somebody 
is having second thoughts on everything that they're doing. Right. And they're just like, we needed to reshoot it. And they're like, no, we don't have any money. He's like, well, let me try to recut it. Let me recut it again. Let me edit it. I'm going to, he's probably like fucking riding the back of the fucking editor right now, like in there. And the fucking editor is like going through fucking like midlife crisis at 20 years old. I wonder if they've done any screenings so far. I don't know, but it must be bad if they're fucking like freaking out over it. Maybe it's a whole like budget kind of thing. Like we got to get the most out of this as we can. Since I mean, just be out of sheer curiosity. Now I want to watch this movie. Right. Like I have already lost and and been done with it and wiped my hands clean of it. Yeah. Like what the fuck is going on now? Amityville pushed back. That's what they should just call it. <laughs> pushed back again. Amityville eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> ah! Jesus. Ah, oh, you poor sons of bitches. Anyway, I hope it gets made. Definitely want to review that just to see what the fuck. Well, it's already been made. Yeah, but I'm, 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 I'm. When are I'm, they gonna give it to us? I have a feeling that. <laughs> wow, that give it to me. Highly sexual. <laughs> give it there. to me, Big Papa. Yeah, Jesus Christ, calm your fucking dick. In other news, there's a new game coming out that's on Steam Greenlight, and if you're a Lovecraft fan and if you're a gaming fan, you might want to listen to Patrick. <laughs> so there is a new game coming out, and it is based on the works of H.P. Lovecraft, which I think we're all kind of in awe of his work. Not everyone. Not everyone? You should be. Uh, I don't know. Some people have a little bit of an issue with him because of his high, unpolished racism. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe it's way too polished. No, I don't know if it's polished, but you know what I mean. It's got a little bit of racism. Yeah. So some people are like, I know what you did, motherfucker. I'm not going to read any of your shit. And I totally get it. Like, I feel kind of bad sometimes when I read it because I think about that in the back of my head. And I'm like, does that make me racist? <laughs> you know, like, am I racist now? But I don't know. Some of his work well, is why, just... Well, liking Jeeper Creepers doesn't make you a pedo, so... Ooh, Patrick... I'm kidding. No, I know, I know. And that's another movie that's like, fuck, man. Someone's going to come back with some hate. Well, because of Clown House, the movie that was Clown House, you know, like I can't get into it as much as I wanted to. So anyway, but go ahead. Tell us the story about this fucking game, Patrick. (laughs) I'm too drunk for this shit. So inspired by the works of H.P. Lovecraft, Lust for Darkness also draws from the paintings and surrealist Polish artist Zen... How do you even say that? Uh, It says here, I can't read this. I'm kidding. (laughs) I couldn't read it, dude. Uh, Yeah, this is a tough one. Zetislaw Bereskinski. It says, have fun. (laughs) That's the funny thing. Yeah, like, (laughs) fuck you. So it throws in some good old eroticism. So, <laughs> which man, I am worked up right now. I've got a raging fucking horror boner for this game. No, it looks beautiful and uh, occult themes for good measure. But it it does look quite beautiful. It has lots of vivid like blues and purples and right and rich rich. <laughs> it, it, it almost like the way it plays. It almost looks like I'm not sure if how old. Our listeners are, but if you've ever played the game Mist, yeah, kind of like that. It, it kind of has like a Mist vibe with a, to a it. horror element, with a horror more. element exactly. But there is no release date on this. It will be releasing on Steam, I believe. Well, it's Greenlight Steam, so it's it's been. It's I think be, it's the last title. They're, they're trying to vote on it, I guess. I think that maybe it got selected for the Steam Greenlight. 
and then they vote on it to see if it'll be a game that they put out on Steam. It's just to encourage people to like make games, essentially. Yeah, like developers. Right. Right. But yeah, no, it looks really fucking cool. It man. looks fucking super sweet. I mean, there's also that other game, Scorn, that's coming out that's got a very H.R. Giger oh, dude. style. I'm already all about Geiger, that. Geiger. There's another game, too. I forget what it was called, but it kind of looks like Scorn, but it's not. It's like you're in hell. Agony? Agony. There yeah. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, in other news, The Mist, the new story that's going to be coming out that's like a re-envisioning of The Mist on Spike TV... It's giving it a big push. They're trying to like release some teasers and some clips and trailers to kind of push everybody into the June 22nd release date, which is when it starts on Spike TV. They just put out a behind the scenes uh, video about it. And I'll include the link below if you guys want to check it out. If you haven't already seen it, it's pretty fucking kind of cool. I mean, I get the vibe that there is no creatures in this fucking movie. Yeah. It's all psychological and like people go crazy kind of thing. Sometimes like the mi- that can be fun though. Like the mist gets in their head. Right. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like I understand why they might have not done it because of budgetary reasons, but I almost feel like they were like we didn't have enough. Yeah, I think it's I kind of I'm kind of with you on that. It feels like a cop out. A little bit. I mean, I don't want to judge it too harshly, but I don't know, like when you think about the mist, though, that's what what I automatically think of. I just feel like it's like when you try to take the blob and turn it into Invasion of the Body Snatchers like Rob Zombie was going to do. That's a good way of putting it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. It's like you're kind of taking the essence of what the blob was. So in this sense, you're kind of taking what the essence of the mist was and what was fascinating about it and turning it into your weird shit show. So I, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be good or not. I don't want to like rag on it. I'm just being silly, but... You know, I'll give it a shot. If it's good and it proves me wrong, I'll admit it. But if it's not... (laughs) We're going to tear it a new asshole. Speaking of things that I am rejoicing in failures of almost, which is kind of shitty of me in a way, and I understand it. Like, Kyle from the Laughing Horror Podcast was like, you know, you haven't seen it yet, so you might not want to be so vocal about it, but I've been kind of... Anyway, I know you're going. I've been jumping in on the, like, kicking it in the head while it's down kind of thing. I'm on the same boat. And that is The Mummy has gotten rather low scores. Now, this we're recording this before the weekend, so we don't know how low this score will go, but I'm hoping that nobody will be able to limbo under this movie. How low can it go? <laughs> what is that the song or whatever? <laughs> but yeah, I'm on I'm with you on that. I mean, the original Universal Monsters, the original Mummy, Dracula, all these movies had this eerie feeling to them. And this seems like it's an overhyped, almost comic book movie. Well, th- there's two things that are happening that, that kind of bother me. First of all, let me just say, I typically do not like critics, and I think a lot of them are a bunch of fucking idiots. They base movies, they're like, why is Evil Dead not like the West Side Story? Like, it just doesn't, it's, it doesn't compare. Like, as well as a good movie. That's why I feel like there's too many, you need to like kind of like categorize things in certain ways in order to give it a score and that's why everybody gets upset right because it's like yeah like we get it like if you're a good reviewer and people like to follow your reviews but if you try to grade it and scale it on like a certain thing like do it when it's compared to other movies that are in its bracket right you can't compare fucking violent shit 
to fucking West Side Story, you just can't do that. Like, it's violent shit's going to be a one or a zero every time compared to West Side Story if you try to compare it. So right. it's like you kind of you kind of have to know the genre a little Why bit. Why did you go with West Side Story? I don't know because I couldn't think of the other one. It was Gone the, with the Wind? Gone with the Wind! That was the one I was trying to fucking think of. I was like, he's probably trying to think of a profound movie. Yeah, well, and then he I, said West Side not that Story. I'm a fan of Gone of the Wind, but my mom loves that movie. So anyway. Well, it's a classic. But my point is, is that it's not like I'm here offering out hand jobs to every fuck or hand jobs or finger jobs, whatever you want to call it, to every available fucking critic out there. But in a way, I'm kind of high-fiving him. <laughs> um, no, but I put up a kind of a silly little fucking meme. And because my buddy James Ferrazzi is, uh, was like, the mummy, it's more like mummy dead on arrival. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. So I took a toe tag and put DOA on it and put it up. And I thought it was so cool. But I just didn't understand the internet. <laughs> Definitely not cool. A lot of people are upset, actually. They got a little mad about that. Did they? Yeah, a little bit. I, yeah. You know what? I'm going to tell you. I'm pissed off that everybody's trying to follow Marvel's footsteps. Well, this- first off, let me just say what the score is. On Rotten Tomatoes, at the time earlier this morning that I saw about it, it was 30%. Really? It was yesterday. 30%. Certified f- fucking rotten. And I don't know what it's at now. I think I'm not- that's 20% too much. Yeah. Well, I'm, and other people were saying, well, you don't like critics. And I was like, you're right. It's attack on 2030. It's still low. <laughs> like, does it matter? Like, it doesn't fucking matter. The movie... And here's the other thing that everybody keeps fucking doing. They're like, oh, it's like the Brandon Fraser movies. Right. No, it's not. It's nothing like Although that. Although they did do a nod to it in the movie, apparently. Oh, did they? Like, towards the Brendan Fraser ones. Mm. But it is not, guys. It is not based off the Brendan Fraser trilogy or whatever the fuck those were, okay? It is... It's got the sort of energy of it, but it is supposed to be like the origin stories like Dracula and all those other things. Well, yeah, they're totally going to do all the origin stories. I believe... uh, Yeah, only Dracula will like come up out of the ground and cause like storms in the sky and like fly around in a fucking like fighter jet and stupid shit like that. Well, what I heard is that they're going to be doing all the universal monsters. Yeah. And they're gonna try to connect them, like Marvel, like Marvel. Yeah, they they got they. Everybody has huge Marvel boners. They just want a piece of that pie. They want that money, dude. They're just not gonna get that magic. You know what no, I mean? No, they can't. They have to. You, they built it from fucking nothing. You cannot shortcut what they did. And even they are lo- they have built such a big thing that it is so it's like now they're like micromanaging all the little shit. Right. And it's turning it into shit, I think. Like I feel like and I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like it's turning it it's going to turn it into some bad shit. And now that we got copycats who want to take the universal monsters and turn them into the dark universe, it's going to be garbage. I think they could have just did the original movies. Tacked on movies if they wanted to of the of the individual creatures, you know sequels whatever. Well, Benicio del Toro, remember that Wolfman movie he did? Okay, the Wolf. I think it was Wolfman. I don't think I saw that. It was a little bit more in line with the Universal characters, and okay. a lot of people were like, "Why didn't you just do something like that?" Right. Like and just make it on a little bit of a wilder scale. But they see superheroes and they're like, "We can do that. We'll just slap a fucking horror thing to it." 
Yeah, they need explosions and planes crashing and fucking crazy shit happening. It's I don't know. Stupid. I, I haven't seen it. We were supposed to go see it this past Friday for you guys. Christina got sick, like I told you earlier. So I'll wait till I can watch it at home. I'm not paying. I don't know. I want to see it just because I've been such an asshole about the movie. I was literally like dancing on the grave of it before it was even dead. You know, like woo. Uh, I was the same way. As soon as I found, I saw that trailer. The first trailer came out. Yeah, I was like, uh, "Fuck you!" And those were some movies that I've watched a lot when I was younger. Like, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope I'm. I hope that the critics are just shit like they normally are, and I will love the movie. But I have a feeling that it's probably like a fifty, maybe less. You know what it reminds me of? Huh? League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I bet you that movie's probably better than this. <clears throat> you might be right. I don't know. I have to see it to say. Right. I didn't mind League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I didn't think it was a good movie, but I liked the visuals. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it was kind of cool to look at. I mean, if nothing else, you're probably right. It will have good eye candy, but... Right. I don't know. Well, Tom probably. Cruise, you know, speaking well, of eye candy, huh? Right. Watch him, like, all of a sudden he's like... You know, like, maybe they cut out a part where he's, like, dive-bombing in a fucking airplane, and then a spaceship comes out of nowhere and just takes him off and turns him into a fucking uh, a mummy or werewolf or Dracula or whatever. Is he Dracula? Is he supposed to be Dracula? I don't know. I think so. Are you trying to make some kind of weird connection to Scientology? Yeah, here? totally. Yeah. Poorly. Poorly. L. Ron Hubbard floats out of a cloud <laughs> and starts blowing Tom Cruise. <laughs> And it's like, the mummy, blowjob arena. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Fuck that movie. I don't know. I'll watch it just because I don't want to be a fucking hypocrite. All right? You I'll, guys... make, I'll make you watch it and you tell me what you think. Yeah, you'll make me watch it. You mean I'll watch it and you'll get to it. Well, you're going to watch it since I just told you You're to not going to make me watch it. I just told you to watch it. I said I was going to watch it before you even said it. You're... Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's it for the news. All right, guys, so now it's time for us to get down and dirty with an old segment that you may have almost forgotten about two weeks ago. So get ready for Grave Plus. Now, if you guys are new to Grave Plots or have never heard of this, what we do is it's a creative exercise where we basically pull names that we made up in a hat of movie titles. And then whoever made it up can't speak first. So the other one has to kind of develop a story that goes along with the movie. And then we come up with the kills, we come up with the story, we come up with the characters, the, the premise, everything. And then by the end, we make up a fake faux cover for the movie and a tagline. So that's how it goes. Now, just a, a little forewarning, we're a little rusty uh, with our grave plots. So we're going to try to do our best here. To come up with something interesting and new. And not at all like a cat turd. <laughs> it's probably going to be... Well, I put the name cat turd in the bucket. Oh, well, maybe. In the golden skull with diamond <laughs> eyes. All right, so we're going to do a coin flip to see who draws from the cup. Ready? Yeah. Call it. 
Heads. Tails. I get to pull from the cup. Go ahead. Neat. <laughs> Is it? I'm already pretty fucked up, man. I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm like, I took all those shots and they were deceptive. Like, I'm, they're like, you got to be pretty drunk, right? I'm pretty tipsy. Yeah. You going to be all right, buddy? I'm going to be all right. All right. Let's see what go we got here. here. So I'm pulling this from the golden skull with the diamond tipped eyes. Well, that has to be one of mine. I don't want to rip it. It's bleeding through, isn't it? It says though. Though? Oh. Bleeding through. though. I put forgot the R. I'm bleeding though. <laughs> I'm bleeding though. I'm bleeding though. <laughs> <laughs> bleeding through, huh? Hmm. Okay. So, since this is yours, I'm going to have to take the fucking lead here. Bleeding through. What if, okay, this is dark, taking it some other direction probably than what you were thinking, but what if <clears throat> this is a story about people who are in a cult who praise and worship blood as their god, and in order to transcend into another world, they have to bleed, and through their sacrifice of themselves, in blood, they are taken to another world. Yeah, I like it. Like a cult. Right. Like something that's, like maybe we could play on it, like where it would be. You definitely. Like we don't know if it's true or not, but then all kinds of crazy shit. Like maybe we take the the, the viewer on a like ride where you're just like, these people are crazy. And then all of a right. sudden, all the shit really does happen. Like we focus in on a group of people who right. are in the cult or maybe abducted by the cult. And maybe like when they sacrifice uh, a certain person, like a demon comes from the blood or something and takes over their body and starts murdering all the cult. Like it's like a little bit of a twist. Explain that a little bit better now. Basically, we're talking about like a cult of people who worship blood. You know, they don't go and, like, spill blood every day or anything, but maybe they, like, are preparing for this in some way. And it's, like, this weird, dark thing, and there's, like, a couple characters who are new to the mix, and maybe they question the reality of it. Maybe there's an undercover cop or an undercover agent of some sort that, like, investigates this whole fucking thing, and they're like, yeah, this is fucking nuts. This is fucking nuts, right? Right. But then, like, they, like, somehow eventually murder, like, a child or something like that, or a young girl or young boy or whatever, and they somehow, by doing this, like, incantation or some sort of ritual, they send him to the other world, but a demon comes through from that world and takes over the body and starts murdering people. Kind of like maybe, like... a like Rosemary's Baby or something. That's what I'm seeing. Right, and then, like, the cop or the agent has to, like, somehow fight for the cult because he realizes that he or she realizes that something has gone wrong. So it's, like, this, like, huge house that where all these people are maybe, like, a house. So, like, wait, wait, hold on. Let me get one thing straight. So you're saying that we think this cult's fucked up, right? Right. But really they're doing something to Like, maybe... they're getting investigated by some guy who's an undercover agent of some sort that is infiltrating their fucking cult. Right. What you said, maybe they're working, he's working for them. Like, maybe it turns out to be, like, maybe the, all these rituals they've been doing, even though they seem dark, 
have been keeping us have been keeping this barrier. Well, maybe it's not this. even like they're doing rituals on the daily. Maybe it's like they're building for one big ritual, right? Instead, because that makes for a little bit more like doubt, like the viewer doubt of like, is this really real? Right. You just think they're crazy people. And then by the end, when they finally sacrifice, he pulls out a gun to do it, but someone stabs the kid kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, like, they leave, they die. Maybe he gets attacked, he or she, whoever the agent is. And then, like, something comes up. Like, the lights start going out. Like, the house starts shaking. Fucking, like, out of this dead person who left, like, uh, some sort of blood demon comes and, like, takes over her body and, like, exacts revenge on the entire cult. But, like, the agent has to, like, fight for them. Even though he thinks they're all crazy fucks, Somehow he has to try to protect these people and work with them in order to survive. Okay. He or she. Whatever we want. What do you think? No, I like it. Bleeding Through. Bleeding I think that's through. a band name, by the way. Actually, you know what I took it from? Uh, it was actually going to be the name of one of uh, Trent Reznor's albums, and he ended up using With Teeth instead. Huh. Oh, okay. But I've you're always f- thought it was a badass name. No, I think it's really cool that you're a plagiarist. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> I take from the best. I'm just kidding. No, but what do you think? I mean, that's that's my idea. That's what came to my head. I just ran with it. Well, that's definitely where I was going, kind of, with the, the name. Because I kind of always thought of like something bleeding through another realm of reality. Really? Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, wow. We on the same page, motherfucker. Hell yeah. We dislike that... That Lovecraftian style. We always like Probably, yeah. That's just us. I, I mean, it definitely gives me that Lovecraft feel. Right. When we talk about it like that. But I like the whole fact that the movie doesn't go haywire until the third act. Okay. So, like, the whole time, it's just kind of like introductions for the first act. Second act, it's like, these people are fucking nutso, and, like, nobody believes them, and, like, hey, we're going to stop you. And then all of a sudden, the shit happens. The only problem I have with that is that we have one guy to play off of. One person. Right. That's on the, It's that's not an antagonist. Okay. So that's, o- that's the only problem. Do you, do you know what I mean? What? Like, there's only one a guy that we have to play with. And there's like, you know, how are we going to do that with kills? Well, we guess we could with the cult. Well, yeah, it's going to blow up. Right. It's going to blow up. Like maybe there's like some event that happens in the very beginning that like leads you to that point. You know what I mean? Kind of like in the void. Like, well, actually, the void is very linear. It like happens from start to finish. It doesn't like jump around. But maybe, Maybe we could take like a segment that happens like of like a failed ritual. And then that's why they're getting investigated because they can't prove that they killed somebody, but they did the ritual wrong somehow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And like now this guy's like investigating them and he's like trying to find out what their ritual is and everything. And but this kind of hush hush that they fucked up because they don't want their followers to know, right? Right. Like maybe they did it on the side. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of small, minute details, but they don't matter. Okay. <laughs> so like I don't even know why I'm saying that right now. Okay, so what kind of characters should we have? Should we? I feel like there's got to be one of the cult members that's kind of on the fence. You got to have obviously the the strong cult members who believe it through and through. Well, I'm thinking maybe the head of the cult is a family man. Oh, of course, like a like Phelps, right? 
And so maybe we like can focus Like the Westboro in, Baptist Church right, story. <laughs> right. Right. Maybe we can focus in, instead of like all these other cult leaders, just his family. Well, that's I what mean, I mean. Right. It would, there's not several cults, just one cult. Well, there's one cult, but like I'm saying, focus in on the characters in, within his family. Sure. I feel like maybe he like makes people his family. And, like, one of them is kind of, like, on the fence, like I said. like, And they kind of help out the agent somehow. Because that's kind of a typical trope. Right. Like, uh, have you ever seen People Under the Stairs? Yeah. You know, when they, like, Roach, he's, like, one of the guys that lives, that, like, is subservient to the family. Yeah. And he kind of helps the girl that comes in the house to help her out. Because, you know, he's a nice guy. Just doesn't have a tongue. Right. Or, like, uh, I was going to say Leatherface, but Leatherface... Yeah, Wasn't he's not, what? Yeah, oh, you know what, what? am I thinking? Who am I thinking of? Tiny from uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, okay, but yeah, but see, that's a little more to the to the like on the nose, like ready to blow everything up, like crazy shit. I kind of feel like this needs to be a little bit more of a slow burn with like a lot of gore at the end, kind of thing. I'm just talking about as far as characters go. Like the character you're describing is like you know. She's on the edge where she's like not totally with the family, but kind of sees how the family's fucked up. Okay, sure. Like, like Tiny, I don't even know if Tiny has any comprehension. He's like, ooh, cereal, TV. Right. <laughs> I think it, I don't know. I feel like it should be a girl. Okay. Who is kind of on the fence, and maybe she like falls for this other, like this agent infiltrates this cult. You know, and they've been with them for years, kind of thing. You know what I mean? And, like, they caught wind of somebody disappearing, but they couldn't prove, maybe, that they killed this person, and maybe they just left the cult. Okay. And they just call her, and they banish her, or whatever. They call this other person, whoever they killed, like, on the side. But I think that maybe, like, in the beginning of the movie, you would have, like, that moment that they're trying to investigate. So you kind of know that these people are fucked up already. Right. But the, the agent doesn't know yet. And you see the agent go to his, like, report to his people or whatever somehow. And then they, like, there's this back and forth cat and mouse type thing where he's snooping. He or she. Should it be another girl that the girl falls in love with? Or should it be another guy or whatever? The agent can be a guy. That's, that's... Okay. We don't got to make things all I don't care either way. Yeah, like, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't change the story to me by any right. means. So, and And I'm almost leaning towards another girl because, like, I don't know. It just makes it more interesting to me. For the sake of a thing, we'll just call the agent a guy. What do we call him? Tom? Sure. Tom Cruise? Tom I'm kidding. Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> no, he would be the cult leader. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll call him Rick. Rick Does it huh? matter? No, it really doesn't. It's not Walking Dead. Come on. Yeah. Why did you think I thought I'd walk? I was thinking of Walking Dead. Were you? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I can read your mind, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, Rick is the agent that is, like, infiltrated. It's not his real name, but that's what they call him in the thing. You know what I mean? Maybe his name is, like, Tom Phillips or something like that, like, in real life. And, in in yeah, in FBI or whatever the fuck it is. Right. Uh, but anyway, so he infiltrates. He finds, he catches wind that something bad has happened and maybe... The girl who is kind of on the fence knows something about it. Maybe she saw them through the woods or something like that and knows that it's kind of a fraud, but she's lived this lifestyle for so long that she doesn't know how to change. Knows that he's a fraud or that the cult's a the fraud? The cult's a fraud. Yeah, she's the one on the fence. I thought we were going towards the where they, what the shit they were doing was real. Yeah, but they fucked up the fucking thing, remember? Okay. 
It so will she, be real, but they had to do it right. They just didn't do it right the first time. Right. So the, the viewer is on board for this is not real, everything like that, until the big reveal at the end. Okay. So the girl, we'll just call her Jessica, whatever. Tanya. We'll call her Tanya. So we got Rick, who's also known as Tom Phillips as an agent, but he goes by Rick to the cult, and Tanya, who is like the girl who is... um kind of on the fence maybe she saw something in the woods that night because they, you know what i mean like they were practicing their ritual on the altar and everything like that in secret from the other cult and they just said that she was out like having a dream or something like that right so we're we gonna we're just i'm just this the beginning and i'm just setting up the beginning right so she sees all this that shit go wrong so she automatically assumes it's a lie yeah, like maybe like there's a man and a woman who are married and he's the cult leader and his wife is kind of like the, the you know, the sidekick or the fucking... Maybe it's her mother. Maybe. I maybe mean, that's what kind of like forces her to turn. She sees this happen. She starts to have her doubts. And then enter Rick. And maybe we see Rick go through some, like maybe he you have to be a part of the this cult for a while before you become a full-fledged member. Right, and they don't call they don't call this ritual anything other than the the shift or something like that. I like that, the shift. You know what I mean? Like they don't call it like murder or anything that would allude to that. So everything's like in different words so that the you kind of get the feeling that they're going to be doing something sinister by the end by the third act. Right. The second part, the second act will have like a lot of that back and forth so that by the third act, it's like they're going to fucking murder somebody and we got to do something about it. So Rick and Tanya have to like sort of team up because she knows something's wrong, but she's too scared to say throughout the whole movie. Right. So enter Rick. Let's say he's in training for three years. Sure. Different rituals and studying and. Whatever, we'll do a montage of that. Blood magic. Right. Quick little montage of that. Like, everything's pretty harmless up until that point. Like, maybe they just donate blood every day as part of a sacrifice from, like, one individual. Like, today is your sacrament day. Like, something like that, where they just cut their arm. Or just the fat of their palm or whatever. And maybe they're, like, even more modern than that. Maybe they're, like, they take blood through an IV kind of thing. Or needle, yeah. Right, like maybe they're like super modern about it. Could be interesting that way. Right. Make it more feel a little more nowadays instead of like that oldie style, you know. Like why would anybody just cut into their arm? It's kind of weird, <laughs> you know, every it, day. That's the way you roll, dog. Well, how many people are at this cult anyway? Like how many people are we thinking? Like is this a big cult? I mean, it's three years in and this agent, right? Agent Phillips, technically Rick, by the cult they know him as rick in the cult like how, how many people do you think are in this cult i would say 30 plus like i would say 30 and then his family which is probably a family of four okay sure we don't really get to know his family we just kind of see like fragments of it right and him reporting back maybe you don't even know if he's actually an agent or not like would it be more interesting to know that he's an agent right off the bat or that you find that you find out in the second act that he is an agent I think, yeah, the second act would be the right place. Like, if you didn't want to really, you know, reveal that information right off the bat, that maybe the second act would be the yeah, right maybe place like to he's, do it. Yeah, maybe he's just, like, on his phone occasionally, like, calling somebody, and you can never really hear what he's saying, you know? And maybe, like, the girl who is kind of on the fence is kind of flirty with him. 
Okay. Yeah. So, like, every time he's doing something that would allude to the fact that he's an agent, she's, like, smiling at him, and he's just, like... Right. So that way it kind of distracts you from the fact that he's an agent. Exactly. I don't know. It's kind of interesting that way, I think. So what else? So who's the main guy? What's his name? Let's call him Anton. No, that's way too on the nose, dude. (laughs) Satan! Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> That's way too much. It's got to be something very mundane. Let's call him Alan. <laughs> Our Lord Alan. <laughs> Al, for short. I don't know. Does it? If it's mundane, Alan's uh, pretty Alan mundane. Pro- maybe like they give each other last names and stuff. Maybe he's like Alan Prodigal, like just like the prodigal son. I return. Right. I don't like it. <laughs> well, maybe he's like the guy that's like to take them into the next. So they they're like the Spice Girls. You got like no. What <laughs> are you talking about? Like they got to like the weird last name that defines who they are. Like he's a prodigal. It doesn't have to be Spice Girls for Christ's sake. <laughs> I'm just fucking <laughs> Jesus. I just think maybe the leader would have like a. a that's what a I'm talking calling. about. But I, I thought you said, like, they would all have names like well, that. Well, whatever. I'm just saying he's the guy that has this name right. that stands out amongst the rest. Whatever. Right. The it doesn't prodigal. have to come up with, like, everybody's name. Right. But I'm just saying, like, his name is something that stands out. Let's see. What would sound good, then? Donald the Prodigal. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it just goes by the son. The son of the blood. Okay. Byron the son. Yeah, I like that. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. It sounds dark. And then he has a wife, but we don't know, like, their whole thing. Maybe he, like, sleeps with all the different cult members. Polygamy kind of thing happening. Right. And maybe she's, like, okay with it to a degree. Right. Because she just looks up to him so much. Because it's Byron the son. The son of the blood god. And maybe that's why they fucked up on the ritual. Maybe she had something to do with that. His wife? Yeah, like, maybe the woman they, they sacrificed... She didn't want her to ascend or shift, so instead of that, she just died. Like, she did something to, like, the ritualistic blood or something with the ceremony that it didn't go down the right way. I feel like they have, like, some sort of sex on a, like, virgin's period type thing, because that's, like, kind of blood. Right. I'm not trying to be distasteful. I'm trying to... No, no, no. It connects. I'm not trying to, like, be fucking disgusting, either. Maybe he had already had sex with her, and that's why the... The thing didn't work because she wasn't pure. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. But when the real time comes, like she's, you know, and is the girl that's on the fence going to be the one that's the pure one? That would probably be a good plot. Like she's like 20. Right. The agent's probably like 26, something like that. Like he's young because okay. they wanted someone to look naive and kind of go along with it. But he's actually like really smart and a learned man. This is a house of learning doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's in love with her, or like she's in love with the agent, Rick. So Tanya, Rick. We got Byron, the son, who's the main cult guy, kind of like the Ted Phelps guy. Then his wife, will call her Darlene. Darlene. Darlene the Queen. So where do we go from here? Like, so we, how do they have the ritual in the very beginning? Like, what do they do? Like, what do we see? You see them removing Maybe. the eyes. Okay. Maybe Darlene kills Byron, the son's wife, 
kills the victim or cuts her throat or something like that in the ritual. Maybe that's why it goes wrong, because she's jealous that she was fucking him and she wasn't pure anyway. Right. Like she knew behind the scenes. And it's almost like even though he teaches this, Byron, he's actually tapping into something real, even though it's not like he doesn't really truly believe it. Like he's pretty much just using this for sex and murder because he likes the power you know what right, i mean right right right. he likes the attention and so he even doesn't even believe in this shit but he uses it to get people to do things for him kind of like marilyn or like manson right so she maybe cuts her throat or stabs a knife into the girl's eye in the very beginning and maybe she doesn't even die right away and starts to run through the woods or something like that. And then Darlene like murders her and cuts her throat out in the middle of the forest. So it's kind of violent. Gets your attention in the very beginning. Right. Something like like uh, the remake of Evil Dead where it just started out and you're like, what the fuck's going on? Right. And then the next scene after that's done, it's like beautiful, sunny, like neighborhood. Like they have this huge compound where everybody lives in their wonderful houses. They all, like, grow their own vegetables, and it's, like, very earthy, and everybody's, like, community. And maybe there's, like, kids at computers and, like, learning stuff, and they're teaching them about just weird shit. I don't know. But it starts to become darker and darker as it goes on. And because of all this sinful activity of some sort with the blood that they're... They really are tapping into something that has actually possessed one of them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Maybe it could be his uh, youngest son. For sure. And we'll, just for sake, call him Adam. (laughs) (laughs) The son of... Yeah, Byron the son, Adam. Yeah, maybe they believe in, like, molecular blood. Maybe it's, like, this Jungian thing where they believe in micro and macrocosm sort of style. Like metachlorians? (laughs) Sort of. Sort of like that. I mean, but not, like, exactly like that. Right. Anyway, so there's just a bunch of, like, crazy side stories going on Uh like there's like he truly doesn't believe and you can like maybe see him in certain parts of the movie where he's kind of annoyed with it and then puts on the act kind of like an evangelist where it's like time to do the big show right yeah like you can see him in his like regular element and then he like twists and turns into this evangelist for the blood what are we going to call this religion do we even say what it is or we just oh man what would we call it hemo floor (laughs) (laughs) That's <laughs> so cheese, Dick. Uh, maybe they don't say. Maybe, maybe they're still, yeah. Maybe uh, they it's don't just even easier. Say. Not not because we can't come up with something. We totally could, but it just would be cheesy if we put a name to it. I think. Right. Okay. So we pretty much got the premise down in the beginning. So just to reiterate this for you guys that are listening now, if you're following along, essentially Byron the Sun is the cult leader. He has a wife named Darlene who is extremely jealous of any woman around him. Because he kind of flaunts himself around and has sex with whoever he wants. Because he's a cult leader. You know, that's what cult leaders do. Then we got Agent Tom Phillips, who is playing the part of Rick in the cult. He's been in there, infiltrated their society for about three years. Then we got Tanya, who's kind of a newcomer, who's kind of fell into this somehow through maybe like she was a drug addict or something like that. And they cleansed her you know, through blood transfusions and things like that. It seems very benign at first, but it really turns into something even darker later. And then, in the very beginning of the movie, we see Darlene stab a girl in the eye in a very stylish way, and then we see the girl, like, fall off the altar of some sort. doesn't even have to be an altar. Maybe it's just, like, a bed. I don't know. And he's like, what are you doing? 
You're ruining this, the ritual. And then Darlene goes out and slits the girl's throat as she runs away. And that's when the movie title starts. Everything comes into play. You see like the flowing hills, the vegetable gardens, all that shit. And then slowly in this first act, you kind of just get a feel for that Agent Phillips, a.k.a. Rick, is kind of watchful of these people. And you can almost sense that he's kind of an outsider in a way. But you only learn that from like phone calls that he's making, that it's something he's doing something. You just don't know what to think. I think it's kind of interesting that way because then it kind of make paints him as like maybe he's a bad guy. Right. Like we don't know what's what he's doing. Like maybe he's going up against Byron or whatever the fuck it is. I mean, what do you think? No, it's good. It's definitely a good setup. I've got my feet dug in, so I've kind of got a groove. Right. So I don't mean to like overstep any of your ideas or anything. I'm just kind of like running with it. That's all right. That if dude, <laughs> I'm all good for that. It's uh getting late anyway. Well, what so. are we gonna do? Come on. I'm not. Uh, so what's the first scene gonna be? We already got that. But I'm saying, like, after the credits, and now we're starting. It doesn't really matter that much. We could just show them like gardening and teaching and. You know, like maybe Byron is like really kind to everybody and maybe he's like, there's a little bit of darkness to him. So like he'll like he'll be like talking to the mom of this child and then he'll like kind of stare at her in some weird way, like a predator. Right. Fucked up guy. There's teachings. There's like these um, firesides where they sit around and talk about shit, like about the blood and God and things like that. And it's like I said, it's all very benign until things start to unravel. And then there's, like, people against other people, people standing up for Byron. But maybe something is weird about Tanya, the girl that's on the fence that Mm -hmm. doesn't know if she believes in this because she saw what happened to the girl got stabbed in the eye and her throat slit. She saw it happen, and nothing came of it. So she didn't know if she was doing the right thing anymore. And so she befriends Rick, a.k.a. Tom Phillips, the agent, and that they have some sort of connection. What was what's gonna change her to become this grand being? Well, we're... is she gonna be the, the the virgin or is she not? Like I don't, you know what I mean? Right. That's if she was to... on drugs, she'd probably be not. You know, no offense, but she's probably not a virgin. Right. Yeah. So maybe Rick, since he is a newcomer, he's like done with. He's like tasked with well, like three years. Right. But still, in this cult, you're still. I mean, it takes a while to become anybody of note. Okay. So maybe he's stuck with still doing, like, menial tasks, like sewing, cleaning. Stocking, whatever. Whatever, farming. What's her name? Darlene. Maybe somehow she comes in contact with his blood. Who, Darlene? Yeah. What do you mean, comes into contact with whose blood? With Rick's blood. Why? To ultimately change her to this omnipotent being. I don't think Darlene is anything but just a human. Okay. I think who they kill as a virgin is... That's who changes. Right. Remember, we were talking about they have to be a virgin for the blood sacrifice, and he has to have sex with her right? in order to start the blood ritual. And then they share blood. There's the the binding of blood, whatever they want to call it. But they, they teach these teachings, but they never really do anything, so they can't really... They don't say anybody, so they can't do anything to like basically cause them to be illegal. Otherwise, or he's just waiting, like, Rick's waiting for that moment. Like, all this is, like, slow building, though, so it's like, it's, like, I can't come up with a kill scene yet. Well, we're just painting the general outline. Right. We don't have to get into the, so many details. Okay. But we we pretty much have a good premise, like, and all we need to do is pretty much come up with a couple of weird incidents in the, in the act two, and then find out that why, that Rick is an actual an agent, 
or right before the third act or right at the beginning of the third act, you find out he's an agent and that's when shit goes haywire. That's when we're going to get into the so flesh maybe, and potatoes, so to speak. Maybe uh, the family of the daughter who died in the opening scene is coming to look for her. Right. And they're acting like they've never even heard of her before. We haven't heard from her. Or even knew who she was. Like, she never even came there. So, and that's another thing that kind of ticks on Rick, where he's like, well, what the fuck's going on? And maybe he then he goes to talk to the family and gets a little bit more details about what happened. Ugh, I really want his little kid to be, like, super weird, like, children of the corn, very, like, stoic, very few words, but the words he does say are... are well, know. everybody calls him yes, father. They say yes, father. I'm not talking about the father, I'm talking about his youngest now. No, but I mean, I'm the Byron guy. Right. They Everybody calls him, yes, a uh, father. Okay. Even though he's the son, he's the father. All right. It's kind of like the dichotomy there. All right. Anyway. I was just saying, I, I want his kid, Adam, maybe saying cryptic shit all the time. Maybe he's the only one that's true believer in the fate. Maybe he's like older, prepubescent in a way, but not prepubescent, but uh, like 13, 14. Okay. And he's actually a true believer in the blood. Right. He's kind of like the real Messiah in a way. Yeah, that's like, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, like maybe he's possessed in some way. Well, maybe he is the vessel. So maybe with every sacrifice, they feed him the blood. Well, maybe he shares his blood with the, the, the virgin. Maybe Either he, way. Maybe he wants to prove his his self to his father. Right, which I think he hates. Absolutely hates his father. Maybe he knows that he's a fraud. Right. And maybe he's in love with his mother. A whole Freudian kind of situation happened. Okay, sure. And maybe that's the whole reason why he eventually ends up... Ooh, what if they were to have sex? Darlene and her son. Adam? Yes. Darlene have sex with Adam? Yeah, that could work. Maybe because she's jealous of Byron sleeping with other people. So she sleeps with his one and only son? Yeah, like, but you don't find out about that. And so he grows this hatred to his father. Okay. And he slices, like, the turning point in the third act... He literally slices or kills his father. He tries to prove himself to his father to play along sort of thing by having sex with the virgin who is willing, by the way. She's not being raped or anything like that. It's just this virgin. And Darlene is like believer in him more than Byron. And his father's like gives him his acceptance. Like he's like, you've done good, son. You know, after he has sex with this girl. Now we must do the blood binding. And that's when he cuts his father's throat or stabs a knife into his head or something like that. I'm like picturing like like weird fucked up ritual kind of sex. Like Right, no no no, but that's good though. Like, like, like I want his father like hung upside down like a deer and maybe, like split open. I mean, I'm not trying to be like super graphic here, but I want to make it uncomfortable. Right. Like I want it to be really weird. Uh maybe maybe his father is like getting horny for the girl. And then his son steps in and says, I want to be, I am the blood of the son. Maybe he points out all his his frailties and disbeliefs in his fates, like all the things he's done. That Well, I think he should, like, this is what I picture in my mind. While his father finally accepts him and he plays along with his father, he kills him. Yeah. Right as he's doing the sacrament, or you know what I mean, like the, the blood ritual. And they do the blood binding where he combines his blood with the virgin. And he also uses his father's blood to further imbue the spirit of whatever blood god that they're trying to, you know. What if his son Adam is having sex with the girl, mom's cheering along, 
his dad comes up to congratulate him on being, you know, to, now it's time for the blood binding. He kills his father and then screams some chant or something and his voice changes or something like that. And then stabs the girl in the chest and pulls the knife down and something comes out and pull, literally combines his son Adam and his father into the body, pulls them in. And devours them, and through that, some sort of demonic amalgamate of creature human. You really like to go that route, don't you? I do, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, what do you think? No, oh, it totally could work, yeah. I mean, then we could just kind of jump into whatever it is and just go haywire and then just spit crazy ideas about how everybody dies, how Rick tries to help save the day and protect other people and like maybe they go to some other place or you know what i mean right 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 now shit's hit the fan right so the demon is like was in adam but it needed the virgin to combine Mm -hmm. and now it can kind of like maybe it's got like you know four arms four legs and it's like kind of blobbish yeah like crawling across the ground towards people and like fucking killing them and shit like think that way like whatever like maybe right off the bat he starts impaling people. Maybe there's like something that comes from his body. Okay. Like a spike or something? Right. Okay. Or like maybe it would be bone because he's an amalgamation of different people's bodies. Or it comes out of its mouth like a spike or something like that. Right. Or And, it, and maybe it's some of his limbs are like grabbing people and just like tearing them. Right. As he's killing other people with others, his other appendages or whatever. Right. It's like snapping bones and like ripping arms off and shit. Right. I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. And it definitely has to have that that sweet like spray, like the anime spray. You oh know what fuck I'm talking yeah, about? dude! Where it's like maybe it's like drinking some of like the disciples' blood juice. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just like fucking gurgling on it, like juice boxes. Yeah, like it's sucking on it because it like gives it strength. Yeah. Because it is a blood god right. of some sort. I don't know what the fuck it is, really. But now, does this amalgamation ever take form? Or do, is it a complete mess the whole th- way through? Well, maybe it infects, like, other disciples. And not, not necessarily beautiful Katamari style, where it, like, sucks up people and starts making this big ball. Because that gets a little bit cheesy. <laughs> right. But, like, more like the things it kills come back. So it's like, and those can infect. It like spreads this like chaos. Okay. So what else? Where do we go from there? Like, so this four-legged, four-armed, spike-mouthed fucking blood god that is amalgamation of fucking Adam and the Virgin. So is Rick in the room? Does he see this all happen? Maybe he found out about it and tried to stop them. Right. But then like one of the disciples like tied him up. Okay. So he had to watch. Like they they catch on to it or something. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, no, that makes sense. And maybe... uh how does he get away, though? Maybe the mother comes down. Darlene. Darlene and frees him. I feel like while this chaos is happening and they're trying to attack the creature or whatever, maybe like she's like, no, don't hurt my baby. You know what I mean? Like she has some sort of motherly love for this blood god, It's which is Adam. Right. But it really has nothing to do with Adam. It's just it was his possessed soul. Right. That like formed into this like physical demon. Let's see, Darlene's She's just like kind of rooting him on. And maybe maybe that creature kills her at some point. Okay. Maybe she's like professing that he is her son, you know, and she's like screaming, He is the one true God, the one you know, and somehow she ends up getting mixed up in it. Even because, like, the demon doesn't give a fuck if it's his mom or not. Right. He uses his body as a vessel. So maybe when she's, like, preaching that she's, like, the one true God. 
it kills her it somehow. kills her and maybe the mother sees this and she's like she starts having second thoughts on her faith and this blood god oh it definitely should kill her i don't know how so like i'm talking about so the the demon the four-legged four-armed demon She's like professing, like, don't hurt him, and he's the one true God. And then she sees him killing something. Maybe she goes up to him to, like, congratulate him in some way. And then she's, like, professing, like, how powerful the blood God is. And then he, like, kills her somehow. Okay. Some sort of glorious way. Like, what would be a good way? Maybe, like, she split right up the middle, like, into two pieces. Cool, yeah. Like, maybe the two arms are pulling her while... It's spiking her all the way down. <laughs> and she's just gurgling blood and, like, dying. Or maybe he, like, picks her up by her arms and, like, she's kind of got, like, like, uh, like, that, like, that look like she's ascending or something. Halfway through, she's like, nope, you're dead. Okay. I like kind of that he rips her apart. Right. Like, suddenly. I, I just look at it as, like, he's holding her by the arms, just lifting her up. Maybe there's a moment where it stabs her and she kind of looks into its eyes. It's red eyes you know what i mean and it just looks like water flowing red water blood and uh she has a moment and then it just rips her apart yeah like there has to be that like moment and then he has to the girl like sets him free somehow the like tanya girl and then they like a bunch of the disciples and him and her go into like a house like a big uh, house like not a house but like a mess hall or something like that. You know where they would go to eat or something. Right. And like, that I way they think take it should shelter. all take place in like maybe one compound, like their sure. church or whatever. Well, that'd be kind of cool too. I mean, I'm open to as long as it's a big area. Right. So a lot of them can get in there and there's like this cat and mouse thing. Right. Maybe there's catacombs be- below the, the uh, mansion or Ooh. their church where it takes place. I think of like um, they're trying to bar up the windows or something with like the tables or pews or whatever the fuck it is. Right. And then like, as they're putting it up, he's like, I need more nails. And they just get yanked out and ripped in half. You know, like his body doesn't fit through the thing and it just like yanks him out. Like, like suddenly. Like Play-Doh factory. You're yeah, like, You're I don't know. One way or another. <laughs> just like pulls him out suddenly. I just think that's kind of cool so that you know that they're not necessarily safe and that this thing is like insanely powerful. And maybe at this point, it's just the followers chasing him, and they don't know where this thing is. Do you mean the infected? Right. Okay. Like, they're possessed. They don't have control of their own functions. Like maybe, Right. Like, maybe they're dragging their half-ripped-off arm uh-huh. behind them. Do you know what I mean? As they're, like, kind of crawling and shit, like... And they're completely emotionless. Like, you know, no sound. Maybe their eyes are all black. Right. Except for the main blood god. Maybe it, it turns their their insides and everything just black. And they just spill black out of them. Right. Because the one true blood is the blood god. Right. Well, I feel like the mouth should like grow fangs or teeth or just this mesh of fucking gangle. Right. <laughs> so what are we we gonna pick off some other disciples and shit like that? Like even the like infected disciples are attacking the disciples. And, like, maybe you just see chaos out the window. Like, maybe two, like, a disciple, two disciples are, like, ripping one of them apart. Right. And you could even just go the route where it's, like, that's happening. Because the only people really left that are not infected or part of the cult is Rick and uh, Darlene. Rick and Darlene and then a few of the disciples. So, like, one gets pulled through. That's a disciple, right? Right. Well, one of the uninfected. Right, right, right. As he's boarding up the windows. So maybe they barricaded themselves in one room, like you said, and they start breaking through. 
And at that point, it's an all-out brawl. And what kind of weapons would they have? I don't know, just random shit that they would have around the, like, farming equipment, things like that. Right. Wouldn't it be kind of cool, though, if, like, Tanya is sick with some sort of disease and for some reason it doesn't want to and you know grab on to them like she has some special thing right and for some reason she goes out there to be a hero and it just passes her by or walks around her because it doesn't want to almost like it knows and then by somehow by the end of the movie she has to sacrifice herself by getting her infected blood on this fucking fucked up thing that way because we have to kill this thing somehow or Mm. do we just let it rain and kill everything yeah, I think you're right about that. It definitely has to be her blood is the key to de- defeating this thing. Somehow, yeah. Right. Maybe she has hepatitis. Right. Because she was a drug addict. <laughs> just something like that. Or we could just burn down the building. Everything dies in it. But I feel like that's a little too simple. So maybe that's what happens if they're trying to smoke them out. So will it say they're in the fucking chapel? Because you said pews and stuff, and that makes sense to me. They're in- okay. Do they Do they have an idea of what they need to do? No. This is chaos at this point. All right. They go into the church or whatever, the blood church. (laughs) So bloody. But I think it'd be kind of cool, like, if they, like, these creatures were, like, almost like hive mind and were able to, like, burn them out. Right. Because they couldn't get in. They're, like, trying to tear apart the doors and stuff, but they slam, like, a gas thing through the window. And, like, it spills onto somebody and they burn brutally. And you just see them, like, melting. Maybe there's one point, like, so this is before maybe they set the building on fire. Like you said, there was a guy that was this half a body. Maybe they take the infected, takes the half a body guy and throws him through like the stained glass window. Okay. And then when he comes through, maybe he's like crawling know, around. Not even to... crawling. I, I want to. I picture him like standing up on his arms and using them like feet. Okay. And just full out sprinting after him, jumping over pews and shit like right. that. Right. And then maybe uh, Rick sees it and like. As he's running out, he like takes one of the pews, and as he's coming through the the, the aisle, he smashes it in between them, or sticks like a candle thing to try to wedge it. Right. That's what I'm. I'm just trying to think of weapons that would be in a church candlestick. Definitely. Well, like yeah, not candlesticks. Or what do they call them? Like candelabras. I don't know what. It, yeah. Some, yeah. Like big tall ones. Right. 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 Maybe he puts it like he kind of pikes them and puts them up on it. Right. Or shoves him out the window or something like that. But I kind of like the fact that he's inside. Yeah. Because it adds that element. Because, like, they're getting in. Right. Meanwhile, the big one, the main blood god, is, like, tearing apart the door. And they're trying to board it up. And put shit, like, pews in front of the door so it can't get through. Eventually, maybe it busts through, you know, and starts eating some of the disciples and, like, turning them. Like, the uninfected ones. Right. Like, we have to have some more kill scenes. That's all I'm thinking. So the guy gets piked up. It's like, still writhing around and maybe screeching or just breathing weird. Noise. Maybe it like rips off a part of its ribs and shit just to get out. Right. It just like eventually gets free, but they like get to the back of the church to try to like hide. And this is where they have a conversation or something like that. And she's like taking her medicine. They have to get out of the church. Well, I think a couple of them are getting infected and shit. Maybe they're trying to figure out where they need to go next. They block off the door. Maybe one of them gets scratched. Or is like chewed on, his legs chewed off, and he's trying to make it through the door. And he like sticks his arm in the door, and they have to break it off so that the thing doesn't get through. And then they kind of wedge the door so that it they snap off the dude's arm. Right. Like, because he's getting sucked back into the room, right, by whatever grabbed him? Well, it bit off his leg or something, and, like, one of the disciples, like, infected, or the big one, like, crabs it and is, like, chewed off his leg. And he's, like, kind of crawled around to try to get away from it as it's, like, busy gnawing on its fucking severed limb Mm. 
And then he tries to get in and he's like, please wait for me. And he hobbles over there and they slam the door. It's like this big metal door and they break his arm off because they don't want it to get there. And they just hear him rip and then you just hear it snap. Okay. Yeah. yeah See yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it just like flumps on the floor or maybe just hangs by a piece of flesh in right. the door. A little more descriptive. Just, yeah. you know, like we got to have some interesting kills and deaths here. And maybe, uh, so they're running to the bigger compound, which is maybe like where they sleep. So it's like, you know, the bigger part of the mansion where it's like, you know, 30 plus rooms or... So they escape out the back somehow. Right. Out a window. Yeah. Or a door. I thought it was a door. Maybe they carried a gas can in there and started a fire by the door and then they escape out a window. Okay. And then this, what is the mega creature, the fucking blood god creature, like... Like, there's got to be something that's connected to this creature and she's she's got to try to protect rick somehow even though he's been trying to protect her she's gonna be the hero i don't know then you find out that like she had some sort of disease somehow like maybe in the like fbi report afterwards or something like that but it somehow infects all the other ones because they're like somehow spiritually connected even though it's like a blood infection right but it's like activated their blood and the main one is the blood god and without the blood god they all kind of right are just dead so there's probably like two of the cult people left so yeah. One got sucked out, the other one got his arm cut off and then chewed up. Maybe one of them gets yanked back in the window as they break through the door on the fire. And then they, there's three of them. There's Rick, her, and the other disciple. And he's just, dis- he or she is just disposable. Oh, let's back up a little bit. For the guy with no legs, half-body guy we'll call him, gets thrown through the window, maybe he lands on somebody's back. Like, there's one disciple freaking out, and as he's freaking out, you just see that fucking half-body guy come through the stained glass window, land on his back, and maybe he just pulls back on, like, his fucking eye sockets to the point where he just rips the whole, like, separates the top of his head from his jaw. Okay, sure. Just to clarify, so that's when, and then they prop him up against the wall, and it's, like, ripping its rib cage open, and the guy's still kind of half alive, half being infected. Yeah. So it's, like, really painful i guess and then they go in the back they break the guy the other dude gets grabbed his leg gets ripped off he tries running and hobbling to get to the door to please wait wait and then they shut the door and they snap his arm and you hear it like yank him and just squirts blood everywhere whatever and the door shuts finally they get into the bathroom they carry the gas with two other disciples rick and tanya and two disciples want they escape out the window because they start a fire escape out of the small-ass window. Maybe one of the disciples is a little bigger and he can't make it through and he gets fucking yanked in as they're escaping and then they run where did you say to like the maybe the main living quarters like they're where they sleep there's got to be like a fight on the way there or something right maybe they're going for the cars maybe one guy gets in maybe maybe one of the creatures escapes around the side of the building and starts like coming after her and bites onto her leg and it starts to melt its teeth off or something right and meanwhile the other disciples like running to like saying fuck you guys and he's running to the fucking cars Right. And then what's going to happen to something bad? Blood, the blood god demon is amalgamated all these different body parts a little bit more. So it's it's a little bit bigger. Not Nothing too ridiculous, I think. Right. It's already ridiculous enough. But maybe it just like jumps on the roof and then slams down on the car and just like rips his head off. Like the roof of the car, he gets in the car and he's getting ready to leave. And they're like, wait, wait. And then it just jumps from the roof of the mansion and smashes down on the car and it like pins his arm and his neck and then it just like rips it just pulls with 
all four of its arms or five or six or seven and just snaps his head off. It'd be great if they just pulled from the core of the body and just snapped everything off except for just, he just pulls out a torso with no legs, no sure. head, no nothing. Okay. But on the way there to get to this car, though, she gets bit by right. one of those things and they get all worried, but its teeth melt off and it kind of scurries away. And then they re- she doesn't realize and then she's like... They're all trying to figure out why, you know, after when they escape to the mansion. It's just Rick and Tanya now. And Rick, you know, obviously divulges that he's sorry that he lied to her. He's like, I don't know if we're going to make this kind of thing. And they have a moment together, maybe even kiss. I don't care. Right. And then he's like, I'm going to do what I have to do. And she's like, "Okay, hold on. Wait here. I'm going to get some supplies. And she locks him in a part of the house that he can't get out. And then she goes out there yelling it at the God to come Adam. And all the creatures like start to kind of come near, but they don't want to attack her because they're afraid of her. And then the big creature comes out and he finally breaks uh, Rick or Tom Phillips. Yeah. That's where he divulges that he's Tom Phillips. Right. And they make out blah, 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 blah. She tricks him. He gets stuck in there. He breaks out to try to save her. And that's when she gets devoured somehow by the blood God. Or maybe she uses her blood somehow against it. Maybe she takes one of the, the knives that they use for their sacrifice. Right. And cuts her own body with, or a part of her body with it, to get the blood on the knife to stab the monster with. Okay. And then maybe... Right in its head or something? Right. And maybe, like, she fails and the monster completely eviscerates her. Right? Maybe they both die together. Well, here's what I'm thinking. She stabs it in the head. It kind of stops for a second. And it doesn't really understand why it's, like, hurt. But it's not, its head isn't the, its its whole body is a thing. So it slows it for a second just out of reaction. Because she knew that her blood, she was sick with something or whatever. And she figured it out. But then she locks him in there because she figured he'll be safe. He breaks out. The She stabs the demon in his head, you know, or one of its heads. And then it like kind of knocks back a little bit. But then grabs onto her and starts ripping her apart. But all of her blood gets on it. And it just like sort of melts it and it tries to scurry off as it's like the blood's like burning her almost like acid. Right. It can't handle it. And it just like kind of fades off. And then all of a sudden the disciples start dropping all the infected ones. Okay. Then he goes out, has a final word with her. And maybe there's like a twitch and something like at the very end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just think that's kind of cool. No, for sure. So the the creature runs away. It's just melting. It's, it's like falling apart. Like okay. it's reaching. Its arm breaks off. It's like just trying to like. It's like freaking out. Kind of like. No, that's a good place to end it. Then screeching. Right. And then he goes says his final words to her, and uh, she has like maybe a tag on that he sees and realizes that she had this special disease or whatever the fuck it was, whatever it is. Right. Diabetes. No, it can't be that. <laughs> that's way too common. But yeah, and then they like start wrapping up the stuff and like a piece of that blood demon or whatever twitches a little bit at the very end. That's a classic ending too. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just seems like, I don't know. No, I I like it. Okay. So what do we want to do for the tagline for this? Let's see here. Let's wrap it up. Will you bleed for him? Something like that. I like that. It's ominous. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Will you bleed for them? For Mm -hmm. him? For him. Okay. Sweet. All right. That's a wrap. Wrap it up. Fuck. Put a bow on that shit. God damn, man. I know, dude. That was kind of crazy, and we went into it kind of long, but that was bleeding through. Will you bleed for him? What do you guys think? Do you think uh, we should add more kills? I mean, you got to realize 
we're trying to compact an entire movie into a 45 minute segment so it does take a little bit of work so what did you guys think did you like that did you would you add anything to that what would did you like or did not like? Let us know in the comments below or on our website. Uh, you can add comments on the uh, actual grave plot. So that's it for grave plots. We'll be back here on Thursday for a brand new episode. We will be talking about two movies. If you want to watch them, you can. That are going to be surrounding dead girls. You're going to want to check out Autopsy of Jane Doe. And we're also going to be talking about dead girl. Yay. All one word. Yeah. So movies, two movies that are surrounding a dead girl of some sort without ruining the plot. Right. <laughs> but other than that, man, yeah, good job, dude. Yeah, good job, brother. All right, man. Brownie points for everybody. <laughs> so Thursday, we will see you guys here again in the morning. Thank you for stopping by, and don't forget to check out longlivethevoid.com for all of our stuff. We'll see you guys. Void Horror.